Welcome to Find Your Sexy, the podcast that encourages self-love and celebrates female sexuality. I'm your host, Kelsey Valletta, and I want to help you discover your own unique sexy and learn to embrace it every single day. Thank you so much for joining me as we break the stigma together. Welcome back to another episode of the Sexy Soul series. I'm your host, Kendall Merritt, also the host of Soul Saturations, the podcast. And I'm Kelsey Valletta, the host of the Find Your Sexy podcast. We are so, so excited to dive into today's topic. And I know that I have been having so much fun with these uh, little mini series. And so we're just always happy to bring another one to you. And if you have caught a few of our episodes before, you know that I always like to start us off with honoring the woo and setting the mood. So wherever you are, just take a couple moments to tune in and connect with you. So if you are able to close your eyes and take a few deep breaths and just start to settle and notice how you're feeling in this moment, in this space, start to be aware of the energy moving through you and moving around you and just start to bring awareness to your physical body. As you breathe deeper, think about expanding your breath through your lungs, through your belly, all the way down into your sex center and feel that juicy, delicious energy moving through your body. Feel that energy move out to your fingertips, down to your toes, tingling up your spine and just notice the feeling of your breath moving across your lips. As you bring awareness to this energy and your breath, just come from a place of gratitude and appreciation to be here now, to be on this planet, to be in a physical body and to have the opportunity to make the impact that you are here to make on this planet. We are here in a human body because we are meant to talk about all the things human. We're not here to talk about money. We're here to talk about sex. We're here to talk about pleasure and all those things that come with lifetimes of learning. As you come from this place of gratitude for being here now, we ask to connect with our guides, our angels, our ascended masters, and those of the highest and greatest good at this time. We ask that any energy that is not of our making, that is not of the highest and greatest good, and is contrary to what we are creating for ourselves and others, be cleansed, cleared, released, and lovingly returned back to source. We ask for our energy to return back to us so we can feel strong, stable, and solid here in our purpose and our presence. We do this with so much love and so much gratitude. And so it is. And so it is. I always love starting off like that. Thank you so uh. much. Thank you. It was one of those things that I needed for myself too today because sometimes we get busy, busy, busy. I've been on back-to-back calls and I'm like, okay, hi, I'm in my body again. This is great. So exactly. Especially with what we're going to talk about today. So our topic for today is all about how to have the conversation about sexuality and about sex and how we can break those stigmas and get rid of the shame that society has put on us. So there's a lot to talk about today. 
So much to talk about. And I think a great place for us to start when it comes to talking about sex and sexuality is let's break down some definitions first. Because I think whenever hear people hear the S word, they get a little bit of freaked out and they think, oh God, we're talking about sex. We're talking about sexuality. Yeah. And the other definition I like to bring up is the idea of sensuality. So let's start there. We'll, we'll like ease you in a little bit. Clearly we haven't eased you in because we've talked about oral sex and all sorts of other fun things, but (laughs) we're just getting getting right to it. We're getting right to it every episode, every episode. So we're going to give you a little bit of sensuality and foreplay today. So when we start to think about sensuality, the way I like to think about it is it is really connecting with your senses. So sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, and really just what the energy in a space feels like. So we can be really tapped in and connected to our sensuality. It's part of our human experience. It's like drinking a delicious glass of wine or feeling the sun on our face and just being present to what those sensations are. And I think when we can slow down a little bit, we bring more awareness to that sensuality. So it's part of our human experience. And the more awareness we can bring to it, it gives us a beautiful doorway to step into some of these more erotic sides of us. Do you have anything to add when you think about sensuality? Um, It's funny how you mentioned like drinking a delicious glass of wine and stuff Mm. like that, because I feel like that is how I celebrate sensuality every day, right? Like eating something I love and taking a minute to just let it feel good in my body Mm. and enjoy that moment. And it does awaken your sexuality sometimes, even though it's not a sexual act, right? So I love how the two can be married together, but you can also, you know, practice them and celebrate them in their own completely different ways. Mm. And it is, it's a celebration. It's something that like gives you that place to be like, fuck yeah, life is Mm -hmm. good. Like this feels delicious. And just being able to move into a state of living a turned on life, which that's what brings us into when we talk more about sexuality, we talk a lot. I personally talk a lot about our sexual energy. So our sexual energy is that creative life force energy that is moving through us always. It's that passion, that lust, that vitality. It's that energy that helps us show up in life with extra passion and um, just being able to really exude who we are as human beings. And I think our sexual energy is often overlooked as this thing that is separate from who we are. But our sexuality is that piece of us that is really rooted in our root center, our root chakra, that place of passion and sexual creativity. So when we show up, our sexuality is who we get to be as a person, who we get to show up as. So we're kind of adding in another layer when we look at sexual energy compared to sexuality, which people think about sexuality often in terms of like, what is their sexual preference? Like, how do they show up? Who are their partners? Are you in a more heterosexual or non-heteronormative type of relationship? There are so many different ways to look at it. But the thing to remember is that our sexual energy, no matter what your gender identity is, what your sexual preference is, your sexual energy is always part of who you are. Yeah, I love that you that you share that so much, that your sexual energy and your sexuality are just part of who you are. It's part of your core being, your personality. And I think you know, kind of like you said at at the beginning of our conversation, I think so many people 
hear about sexuality, right? And they, it, they shy away from talking about it because so often they just relate it to, you know, the act of sex, to even sexual energy. I think mm-hmm. a lot of us think of it as our energy in the bedroom, our energy during the act of sex. But the truth is, is we are just sexual human beings like that is literally what drives us through life. And I feel like I say this every single conversation that we have, but it's because it blows my mind every time. It's like the simple fact that we are sexual human beings and we feel so ashamed of it. So that sexual energy is just who we are. Right. And yeah. I, I love that. That's that that's a point that you bring up. It's part of who we are. Yeah. And I think society puts so many labels on your sexuality and what kind of person you are. And, you know, I always like to say that our sexuality is fluid. I think, you know, we're recording this in June. It'll come out in the very beginning of July. So we've just gone through Pride Month where we talk Mm -hmm. about LGBTQ and all inclusive types of sexuality and really making space for inclusivity and diversity and you know, one of the things that's important to know is that our sexuality is so fluid. You can love who you want to love. And if you have a preference that is, if you are a woman and you love other women, great. Or if you're a woman and you love women and men, that's great. Or if it's not even gender specific, that's okay too. And so the more that we can just make space to have these conversations, make space to talk about it. And as you said, we're naturally sexual human beings. So the fact that there's so much judgment and shame that is wrapped up around these certain things causes a lot of challenges. And even within the LGBTQ communities themselves, there's a lot of shame and stigma Mm -hmm. around different elements of that space. I've talked a lot that I support the bi community a lot. And bisexual women get a lot of shame and stigma from lesbians because they have this fluidity or they have this curiosity to start to explore. So when it comes to our sexuality, know that your sexuality is fluid. It can change. You can love whoever you want to love. And if you are curious about different aspects of your sexuality, that's a pain. That's a space for you to walk into that doorway and get curious and start to explore. And there's so many different things to explore that you wouldn't even know exists on the planet where I think we can talk, we could even dive in and talk about different types of eroticism as part of your sexuality and what those specific turn-ons are that just make your sex life that much more juicy and delicious. Yeah, this is a this is a safe space to talk about that, to ask questions, to explore. And I know that that is something you're super passionate about, Kendall, mm-hmm. and can offer so much information. So when it comes to having this conversation around sexuality, right? Like, why do you think that there's such shame and stigmas to begin with, even just talking about sex and sexuality? Ooh, I think this goes generations and generations past. I 100%. think that... You know, I think that we have been raised by a society that isn't open or inclusive. And like it, it's this whole space that sex is something that is private. It's something that is intimate and to be kept um, between yourselves. And it definitely, um, if you like look back in history at like how our sexuality has evolved, 
it's we've become a very patriarchal male dominated society which also has a lot of influence there so there you'll see a lot of information that's coming out now where women are stepping up and starting to talk about like how women's bodies have been shamed and how like their reproductive systems are not fully understood. And so it's like, here, let's put you on birth control pills and all these things that can affect our hormones and medication. And there's so much history that exists um, that we're trying to overcome. So, you know, if we can't even have these conversations with our like medical health professionals, how do we expect to have them with our families or with our friends or any of those things? So there's so much information that we're looking to kind of rewrite the history of, rewrite the story of, and it takes courage. So the sexual health and wellness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry that is growing by the day because there is such a need for more information and more spaces to be able to have the conversations in general. Yes, such a need, 100%. And it's so interesting, right? You talk about like, you know, generations and generations of this kind of being normalized. And it's interesting that we've all been made, I mean, I think men and women, but especially as women have been made to feel like we have to hide the most the most pleasurable part of our lives right like Mm -hmm. the thing that we all can experience the most pleasure in that 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 aspect of all of our lives that connects us all but we feel like we can't talk about it we have to keep it on the down low we have to keep it private um and i think you know it's so interesting that you bring up you know body shame and um we could talk on and on about how you know, that just relates to low self-esteem and low self-worth and how that is even difficult to start a conversation when you're coming from that place, right? Like no matter, no matter who it's with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so as, as we've said so many times, our sexuality is the fiber of our lives. It's who we love. It's how we love. It's how we show up as humans in, in a physical body you know, I think when we even start our meditation at the beginning of the call, it's like, Hey, guess what? You have a physical body and your physical body has pleasure and sensations and things that are just natural to lean in and experience that. And so when we start about, start talking about the conversation, it's, I always like to give people like permission to notice how that topic break, like impacts people around them. How does it feel in your body? Like, or like, how does it feel in your body when you're hearing this topic come up? Like immediately, how is your body reacting? How comfortable do you feel? Even just the thought of opening your mouth and having that conversation, how does it feel? Yeah. And I think it's also important to notice not only for yourself, but the people you're having conversations with. Mm -hmm. Cause I think a lot of times when we start to think about sexuality, maybe there's something you're curious about, something that you want more information on. Who do you approach? How do you have that conversation? All those different spaces, but start to notice what other people say. So I'm a sex and relationship coach. That's my job title. That's how I show up in the world. And so when people say that, you know, you're meeting people at a networking event, you're meeting people out and about and they say, oh, what do you do? A simple response that I say is I'm a sex coach. I'm a sex and relationship coach. And you'll instantly see people who are like, ooh, tell me more about that. And they lean in or the people that are like, oh, interesting. 
so, so automatically uncomfortable about it. And then people have all those ideas about what, what is a sex coach? They're mm-hmm. like, do you come, do you come in the bedroom and give pointers of like how to do sex better? I'm like, well, I could, but that's not probably where we want to start <laughs> yeah. the conversation. Um, so there's just so many layers of it, but being able to notice for yourself, as you said, what is the energy that's moving through your body? What is that feeling or that sensation when you start to get curious and talk about sex and sexuality? And what is the energy in the other person? Is Mm -hmm. is it a safe space? Are they leaning in? Are they open? Are they feeling walled, closed off and constricted in that moment? Yeah. So it's important to think really about who you feel safe having those conversations with, right? Like whether that is a relationship you feel like you need to have with a partner or a close friend you can trust, or even if it is a mental health professional, whether Mm -hmm. it's something deep rooted and you feel like you need to go talk to a therapist about it or a sex and relationship coach, right? Like figuring out who the best person is for you to have that safe conversation with, because you want to make sure that when you do decide to have, you know, open dialogue about it, it is a safe space where you're accepted and everything that you all the questions that you're asking, all the feelings that you're stating, you know, they're, they're seen and heard and valued um, because you don't want to open up to the wrong person. Right. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's just going to go backwards. Right. Well, and I think too, it's important to honor the humanity in the conversation honoring the fact that this this topic may make people uncomfortable and that's okay. And so I think knowing that as you're starting to get curious about who do you have these conversations with as you're exploring some of these different things, you know, if there is any, like, let's say you start a conversation with somebody and they are instantly uncomfortable. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you would bring that up. Da, 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 da. Just first know that that's not about you. It's not about like you being curious in the conversation. That's about yeah. the other person. That's a projection. And, and yeah, for sure. It's their projections. And so, of course, we want to talk about the difference between intention and impact. You know, that's something I talk about all the mm-hmm. time is we always want to go in w- to these conversations with the best intentions, really starting to understand why we're having the conversations. How do we want to go about it so we can make sure that the impact is powerful But it's also recognizing that it's okay if you feel uncomfortable at having this conversation. It's okay to honor that humanity for yourself and say, this is kind of an uncomfortable subject for me to talk about. I'm feeling a little bit like I've got some curiosity. I've got some questions. I'm not sure how this is going to land with you, but I would really like to be able to ask you some questions. I'd love to be able to share what's on my heart right now. So when you can honor that humanity before you have the conversation, it helps just make everybody's walls go down. It helps make everybody feel comfortable and be like, oh, okay, yes, this is an uncomfortable conversation. I love that. And the more often you have those conversations, the easier it gets and the less uncomfortable the conversation becomes and the more comfortable it becomes to really talk more and explore more about what it is that you really want to know or express how you feel and you can get even deeper. Yeah. Yeah. The more you talk about it, the easier it is to talk about like anything in life. Yeah. And, and as you said, it helps you go deeper. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think when I first started this work and really started telling my family, like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do for a living. It was like, my mother was like, don't talk about that at the dinner table. And I was like, 
why not? Like, why aren't we having conversations about sex at the dinner table? It maybe would have shifted our perspective of how we grew up learning about our sexuality if we were talking about sex at the dinner table. But as like the more it comes up, the more I start to talk about it, the more they're used to me talking about it the more open people are. And so the more they're starting to be like, wow, that's really interesting. Or tell me more about this. Or, hey, this is something I experienced. Like, can you tell me more about that? And so we have to have the courage to have these conversations. Even if you're uncomfortable, it's still something that's so necessary and so powerful. Um, So be brave, have the conversations and know that it's okay. We're all human, which also yeah. means we all, we all have a human body. We all yeah. have like <laughs> natural desires and urges to express. And so the more we can talk about it, the the deeper we can go with it. Yeah, exactly. Who was there a person that you can remember was the first person that you actually talked about sex or sexuality with? Like, like in life? Yeah. In life. Like, do you have someone you can remember? Like, that was the first person you actually started because obviously it's a huge part of your life now and you could talk about it with anyone anywhere at any time but like who was that first person you know who you decided I'm gonna have this conversation and see what they think you know yeah I think you know I feel really blessed that I was always able to talk about sex and sexuality with my dad he was always super open um my dad is kind of the like fun loving hippie spirit, like grew up in the early seventies and smoked weed and dressed in bell bottoms and was best dressed in his high school and all the things. But, you know, I always, I feel really grateful that I could always have those conversations with him. So like talking about sex wasn't uncomfortable. Even when I was really young, we would be watching movies that were probably not appropriate for how old I was, but it's fine. That's like, so we would like, people would talk about sex. They would talk about their sexuality. Like I can remember watching Austin Powers with my dad and like cracking up thinking this movie is absolutely hilarious. Um, it still is, by the way. <laughs> um, but like we would have conversations about it. So for me, it was always something that was really comfortable. And I remember as I started getting more sexually curious myself, it was talking to my girlfriends about it. And yeah. like, you know, early middle school or even before middle school, we were talking about it. Um, but I think a couple of people that like, I felt safe talking to was one of my mom's good friends felt really safe for me to talk to because she was open about it and it wasn't my mom. So it wasn't like awkward. Yeah. So I think being able to find those key people in your life and look back on that, like really gives you this, this safe container to be able to have the conversations. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I know for me, that person was my best friend who is basically like my sister. We met when we were two years old. So we just kind of grew up together. And, um, I never really talked to my parents with my parents about sexuality at all. Now, now they, they know what I do and I just don't really, I'm going to talk about it if I want to talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and they accept it. Um, but it, I felt really lucky to have someone to kind of figure things out with. Right. Like, and it's not like, I mean, she was my age. It's not like she gave me answers to anything, but we could talk about it. We were a safe space for each other. Right. And then, you know, years later I found a therapist who I felt so comfortable talking openly about sex and sexuality with. Um, and I, I wanted to ask you that. Cause I think it's, 
it's interesting. Like yours was your dad. Mine is my best friend. I also felt safe with a therapist. So there's no like right one person to go to and have this conversation with, right? Like it's whoever you feel like is a safe space for you, which is what we talked about. Yeah. And I also think when we start to really look at those conversations that we're having is what kind of conversations are you having and where is that coming from? Mm -hmm. So I, I brought up Austin Powers movies. Like when we think about movies and TV and what we learn about sex and sexuality from the media and different outlets, guess what? It's not always correct. And it's not like, um, you know, I think it's so funny. What my friend Heidi Bushi, she's a great relationship coach for those of you who know Heidi B, but she always talks about like the L shaped sheets in the movies where it's like the sheets cover the women's boobs, but yeah. the sheets cover the man's like waist. And she's like, where do I get these L shaped sheets? Like what, where does that come from? But we watch, like when we go back to movies and, and things, we see this acting portrayal of what sex and relationships looks like, what sexuality is. It's very heteronormative when we look at most TV movies. Mm -hmm. It's not super inclusive. It's definitely not very diverse. And they show the like traditional romance, right? Where you feel hot and heavy. Maybe you kiss, maybe you fall in love and you start dating and have sex. And then like, that's it. You have kids. Like, but the portrayal of sex is like from hot, passionate makeout session to the end. And they're like yeah. laying there panting, like, ah, this is amazing. And that it's like, so great. Okay. Like well, and they don't show the conversations. They don't show the conversations they're having about sex or about oh, sexuality yeah. or all the other things that go into it to make it actually be sustainable in real life. Exactly. And so I think that's a big challenge for a lot of people is, they have this idea of what sexuality, what sex is supposed to be. And like, they think that that's where it comes from. And so when something's wrong with them, if that's not how it is. Exactly. So when they're in partnership, they're in relationship and they're like, oh my God, I'm not having this like hot panty sex every time I have sex or, you know, my relationship isn't rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Well, okay, let's talk about it. There's anyone's. Yeah. (laughs) This is part of part of life. And especially when it comes to some uncomfortable things with sexuality is like, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be uncomfortable and want more information and know what resources you have available at your fingertips. As you said, like finding a therapist or a sex coach is going to give you information that you know is backed up by research and experience and all these things. And it's not just your best friend who's going through the same shitty dating life that you are. And then you're commiserating together and guess what? Energetically, that means you're perpetuating the story. So like being aware of the types of conversations you're having, the language that you're using, if you're saying the dating world is absolutely terrible and it's atrocious and, oh, there's no good men out there. And this is terrible. Well, guess what? That's what you're perpetuating. That's what you're continuing energetically. So be really cautious in the types of conversations you have when it comes to sex and sexuality, like changing your perspective of, man, there are so many great people out there to date. There are so many amazing men. There are so many amazing women 
whatever your preference is, but shifting those conversations will help your experience feel differently. And I have a whole podcast on it, on the energetics of dating. So if you want more, you can dive in. I don't remember what episode number it is, but I dive into that a lot because we have to be aware when we talk about sex and sexuality, we create our reality. So Like if you're like, my sex life is terrible. Guess what? Your sex life is going to be continue to be terrible. Oh my gosh. Kendall, I need to go listen to that episode because (laughs) single woman over here dating. And that's actually been me lately. Like, oh, just no, no good men out there. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm creating that reality. So I mean, yeah. I'll call myself out. I'm not above that. <laughs> For sure. I mean, we're all human. They're definitely totally. like, and again, it's just like, okay, well, what kind of reality do I want to create? If we're mm-hmm. constantly looking at our sex life and we're like, oh, sex, I don't have time for sex. That's yeah. something I hear from like a lot uh, of my clients who are entrepreneurs and business owners and all these things. It's like, no, I don't have time for sex. It's sex isn't a priority. Yeah. Well, if you're literally so speaking that into existence, that sex isn't a priority, it ain't gonna be. I mean, anything uh, you speak, anything you speak out loud into existence, get ready because that's going to be your reality. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is going to be a reality. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of like weaves us into kind of come back full circle of what Mm -hmm. the topic of our conversation is. The more that we can speak into existence, that sexuality is natural and beautiful and your divine fucking birthright own it. Like the more that we speak that into existence, the more we create spaces for these conversations, the way, the more that we make it okay to talk about the better it will be. And that becomes our reality. So I get really excited when I see other people in the world of sexual health and wellness that are having these conversations. And so let's speak it into existence. Let's make this our reality. Yes. I love that so much. Let's start making it our reality. Let's create more safe spaces to have these conversations, to give you the tools and steps that you can take, right. To figure out how you even begin to have these conversations. So I love that. I feel like that can lead into what we feel like our action steps should be. Yeah. Okay. Well, of course, you know, purpose, intention, and impact reflect on your perspectives of what sex and sexuality is for you start to get curious on what those definitions are is like what's sex what's sexuality what does that mean to me and what do I want my relationship with that to be and then I think the next like the key action step is what conversation can you have can you find one person to talk about sex and sexuality with can you bring this up with either a family member, a friend, somebody that you feel safe having this conversation with and say, hey, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sexuality. Let's talk about one element that feels really in alignment to you. Yeah, those are great. And I feel like also maybe if you're listening and you're thinking, I I don't, I still don't feel ready to have this conversation, then take the time to reflect and ask yourself why. Like what, what exactly is coming up for you? What feelings are you having as to why you feel uncomfortable when it comes to talking about sex or sexuality and really be honest with yourself, no judgment at all and figure out what, what is it? Is it past experience? Is it um, your, your own self-esteem? Is it body image issues? Because then you know where to start, right? We can, you can figure out who to go to, to start 
at that root cause, whatever that root issue is. So then you can, you can heal that part of you. You can heal that wound and then go on to have these conversations about sex and sexuality when you're ready. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. And of course, know that you have great resources in both Kelsey and I. So we're here for you. If this is like hitting some buttons for you as we like to do, well, don't hesitate to reach out, send us a DM or jump into our emails, whatever is easiest for you. You'll find us on Instagram and via email and our website. So we are great resources for you and we're just here to support you on the journey. So thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Yes. Thank you so much. Go have those conversations. You are worth it. So worth it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For more information, visit findyoursexy.co or follow me on social media at Kelsey Valletta. And if you would like to leave a five-star review of the show, I would be so grateful. Actually, I can't think of anything that would be more sexy.